This is the KBAC Heart of the Arts podcast. I'm Greg Kostraba. The Arizona Bach Festival takes place February 25th through March 17th at various locations throughout the valley. Don Morris is the chairman of the board of the Arizona Bach Festival, and he joins me in the KBAC studios. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. The Arizona Bach Festival is coming up on its 15th anniversary, but the celebration of music by Bach here in the Valley began a bit earlier than that. Can you tell us a little bit about how it all began? Well, I'm sure there were many earlier singular celebrations, specific pieces by some organizations. But American Bach was supported and founded by All Saints Episcopal Church 25 years ago. And they existed for 10 years performing mainly cantatas and oratorios, all of them, with orchestra over those 10 years. And it was a rich and goodly heritage. Fifteen years ago, Arizona Bach Festival was founded as a public not-for-profit organization out of the American Bach Festival. And while it still has many of its programs at All Saints Episcopal Church, is a completely different organization now with its own board of directors, its own financial status, and all of its concert and educational opportunities. And for the past 15 years, we have been offering music of Johann Sebastian Bach. However, two years ago, we even took one bold step and began offering selected pieces by Bach's contemporaries, of course, with the approval of our very generous donors. Why did the transition happen between American Bach and the Arizona Bach Festival? Primarily because we wanted to move out of the exclusive oratorio and cantata genre, and American Bach Festival was primarily of those genre. And the Arizona Bach Festival expands to chamber music, concerto grossi, and full chamber orchestras, small chamber ensembles, as well as cantatas, and choral music. Not so much any longer the yearly presentation of oratorio, which requires many, many more resources, both instrumentally and vocally, than our current offering. I was noticing the breadth of the musical offerings on this year's series. There's chamber music, there are concertos, orchestral suites, and even an organ recital. And that's designed, right? It's designed to be kind of have this broad swath. Yes, it is. Actually, until now, we have not strayed from Johann Sebastian Bach in our always opening organ recital. The organ recital is all Johann Sebastian Bach, but we have glimmers in our eye in future years that we might do perhaps a series of Bach and Buxtehude, similar programs and titles, or Bach's contemporary at the organ keyboard as well, But we have always started the festival with that traditional all-Bach recital at All Saints Episcopal Church. That's a special instrument in a very special room because Bach composed his works for mechanical action organs with a Baroque flair. And that organ by Visser and Associates is very, very historically similar. It is mechanical action organ with a rook positive hanging off of the balcony wall and the main organ in the rear of the gallery. And it's a very similar sound. And for the organists who play it, a very authentic Bach playing experience. 
And the organist playing it in this year's festival is Scott Detra. And as you mentioned, it's an all-Bach program, some favorites like the Passacaglia in G minor and one of my favorites, the Toccata, Adagio, and Fugue. Uh, Scott Detra has been part of this series for a while as well, I gather. He has appeared with us over the past 15 years twice before. And he plays with great sensitivity, prodigious technique, but a dancing elegance that makes box music come alive. And if that's not all a part of the organ performance, it can become somewhat staid and perhaps sleepy. Scott doesn't bring that. He comes with the vivaciousness and a sensitivity that makes all of the interweaving of those individual voices come together in a unique ensemble. And that program is starting the series uh, this Sunday, February 25th at 3, and as you mentioned, at All Saints Episcopal Church in Phoenix. And then uh, take a couple of weeks off before the second concert in the series. This is where you've got some chamber music. You call the program Continuo Power. For folks that don't know what a basso continuo is, can you give a just a brief little introduction and then expand it onto the pieces that are going to be on this program? A continuo is the foundation of Baroque music. It was frequently only a single bass line with a series of little numbers by each note, and each artist who was playing, being a harpsichordist or cellist or whatever the continuo medium was for that particular piece, had to know from experience in their improvisatory background how to expand those little numbers into something extraordinarily beautiful. And so not only were they prized for their own technical prowess, but for their realization of that single bass line. But this particular concert is a triple winner because it has harpsichord, which is often considered continuo, uh, played by uh, by Leon Schalhause from Curtis Institute, an international world artist, and also on a therbo, which is a quite large historical, similar to guitar instrument, and by a Baroque cello accompanying a soprano soloist. So we have artists from Juilliard, Curtis, the Netherlands, and again, a Dutch soprano all participating in that. And it is also very diverse music from Couperin, which is early Baroque, to Bach, to Leopold Weiss, which is a rarely heard Baroque composer, Vizet, and ending with Rameau. And so it's a broad color spectrum of Baroque music, in addition to being a broad color spectrum with Daniel Svinberg on the Thurbo and Josephine Stoplenberg as soprano, and Leon Schalhase, harpsichord, and Sarah Amato, and viol de gamba, and baroque cello. Now, tell us about the soprano a little bit. She's been here before, right, for the Bach Festival? Josephine Stoplenberg is one of our treasured artists. She sings with us almost every year. She's currently based in Chicago, but she sings worldwide, and she is a specialist in baroque music. Um, her range is extraordinary. Her technique is like rapid-fire machine gun that sounds elegant. No harsh, worrisome sounds, but a beautiful floating sound. In addition to her singing with us, this year we instituted a vocal pedagogy program in which we invited local singers to come to work 
with her in master classes free of charge. Uh, we support that effort on their behalf. And um, then we'll conclude her final season in late April with a, a, a soiree, a chamber music concert of those vocalists who have been studying with her over the years period. She's just an outstanding singer. And maybe more important to me, there is not a diva bone in her body. She's just a super first-rate human being. Always nice to have, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, that program, the chamber music program you mentioned, is Friday, March 8th. That's up in Scottsdale at the St. Barnabas. Yes, Barna at St. Barnabas on the Desert on Mockingbird, just north of Lincoln. We have tried to expand out of churches, but unlike Europe, we don't have any city-sponsored or civic-sponsored concert houses suitable for chamber music. We have halls for very contemporary music, and we have symphony hall. And we have the ASU organ hall, which seats 125, which is stunningly glorious, but too small. So we are tied to churches that are willing to host us, that can accommodate a medium-sized audience of 300, say, and that have excellent acoustics. And St. Barnabas on the Desert welcomes us and is one of those. Now, a couple days after that, Sunday, March 10th, it's an orchestral concert with some double concertos. And as you mentioned, it's not all Bach this year, Telemann and Vivaldi, but there is some Bach on the program there as well. There is some Bach as well, always Bach. We will never forsake the foundation of our organization or of music in general, but we've expanded. We're bringing in uh, Magda Schwarzmann from Switzerland, who is an outstanding international artist, pairing her with Elizabeth Buck, who is the professor of flute at ASU and has studied extensively, including Baroque flute, in Switzerland and Europe. And they are going to be the duo for that particular program interspersed with Handel Concerto Grosso and a Bach orchestral suite. And not just a Bach orchestral suite, but the, the second one that has such a prominent role for the flute. Absolutely. And, you know, primarily coming out of American Bach, we had been known for and have thought of ourselves as an ensemble, always kind of choral organization. But as it turns out, because we bring in some of the finest players from all around the country with Baroque instruments and modern instruments, both, sometimes they're having both at the same concert, we have become known, rather surprisingly enough, as the Arizona Bach Festival Orchestra, which is new to us, but certainly not new to J.S. Bach. And that's something we're embracing because they are stunning players who continue to want to play with us because of the repertoire, the musical excellence of their fellow players and the conductor, right. who is Scott Young's. Right, and Scott will be conducting that performance. He will be conducting all of the orchestral performances. And then the final concert, which you alluded to, is March 17th, back at All Saints Episcopal Church again, with uh, water music. And not just not just the famous Handel water music, but the lesser known, but equally delightful to me at least, the Telemann water music. You know, it's strange. As students or as audience, J.S. Bach is the name. But there were many other Baroque composers who knew him, who heard his music, who followed his style, and put their own stamp on it, and they're equally as wonderful. Telemann particularly, 
a prodigious composer with just delightful interplay of, of musical instruments and themes. And so both of those are there in addition to a vocal cantata, four movements of a vocal cantata interspersed with that by a wonderful uh, local soprano, Jacqueline Island, amidst a concerto for strings by Vivaldi and a symphonia by Albagnoni. And that cantata, that kind of brings you back to your roots, right? It does. Our offering by Josephine, which is a solo cantata, and our offering by Jacqueline Island for this program keeps us in our roots. We keep nurturing those roots. Don Morris, chairman of the board of the Arizona Bach Festival, thanks for coming in. You are so welcome. Thanks for the opportunity of sharing what we do and how we hope to enlighten and uh, enhance the lives of our audience. The Arizona Bach Festival takes place February 25th through March 17th throughout the Valley. Details are at ArizonaBachFestival.org. For KBOX Heart of the Arts podcast, I'm Greg Kostraba.